Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by romantic suspense and romantic comedies author, Lolo Page. Welcome to the room, Lolo. How are you this evening? Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great. Everything's great up here. Nice. You know, <laughs> and, and up here, just to let our audience know, is Alaska. Yes? Yes. It oh, sure nice. Is. Nice. So I want to start right off. Um, we're going to get we're going to go back to the Alaska part, but I wanted to start right off with Wildland Firefighter. Tell me about this life before writing. Oh, geez. Yes. Um, when I lived in Montana, uh, which is where I'm from originally, I um, majored in forestry at the university there in Missoula and got into fire and worked as a seasonal firefighter down there with the Forest Service for several years. And then um, I transferred up to Alaska with a different agency and I got into it with the Alaska Fire Service up in Fairbanks, which was a lot of fun and did that for a couple seasons. So yeah, I um, had a lot of adventures and all that kind of thing. So later on, I thought, gee, you know, when I was um, wanting to write fiction, I thought, hmm, that'd be a good place to start. Once I started though, I got addicted into it. And so I've been writing it ever since. Nice. Very nice. And how long was your was your firefighting career? It wasn't that long. Um, I did it mainly in my 20s and early 30s. And then when I started having kids, I got out of it because I, you know, I just didn't want to be uh, flying around Alaska in airplanes with my little babies at home and that kind of thing. Although my husband was excellent in <clears throat> watching my kids and all of that. But yeah, once I started having children, I took a job closer to home in Anchorage. Oh, nice. So let's talk a little bit about Alaska Blaze. How much of this was influenced by working out as a firefighter? Most of what I wrote in the very first book, uh, Alaska Spark, was um, a lot of it's based on, inspired by true events. I took several things that happened uh, the first couple of summers and I incorporated it into that novel. I think. I think what a lot of us do when we're starting out like that is you kind of pour yourself into your first book. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with me. I just kind of went, oh, here I am. And I just <laughs> pulled myself into that little Hummer. So nice. Nice. So is Alaska Blaze your first book? Was it your first? Um, Alaska Spark was the first one. And then Alaska, Alaska. Inferno. And okay. then Blaze is this one I'm I'm uh, working on now that'll be releasing in April. So so far there's three in the series with a fourth to come later, Alaska Firestorm, and then um, after that I'm thinking of moving the series into a different state. Since I fought fire in Montana, California, and Alaska, I thought mm, maybe I'll move it down to Montana. Nice, nice. So um, now let me know if I have this incorrect, 
I believe okay. you have 11. Is it 11 books on Amazon? Um, I think I have 11 titles, but out of those, five are my novels, and then the rest are anthologies that I joined. Oh, okay. yes, it still sir. counts. It still counts. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. Trust me. It still counts. You put a part in it, it counts. Um, so how would you describe, uh, let's just uh, be, be as um, articulate as possible, <laughs> how would you describe the heat? of the flames your fire skills of writing have added to all of your books mm, let's see are we talking about the romance heat or the actual fire heat um it could be both <laughs> could be both <laughs> well, you know, they go hand in hand oftentimes yes um, well i'll tell you what i had uh, a close encounter on my first uh interior alaska fire and it was it was we literally had to run for our lives um oh wow we wound, this was all before gps before all the technology we were using aerial fire uh photos we were using topographic maps and radios and we oh, didn't have wow. you know cell phones and all that so um we got into the uh, wrong up here in Alaska. There's these things called finger ridges on mountains. They just kind of go off, you know, off the main mountain. Well, we were on the wrong one and ah. um, headed straight towards the head of the fire. And we started getting headaches and coughing and all this stuff as we were trying to get over to the other flank. And what happened was we were in a ravine and the thing was coming at us. So we, a fire, uh, an air tanker came over and dropped retardant on us to buy us time to get up this steep mountain, which was our only escape. So we were scrambling up that little Hummer. And um, it was scary because we're literally on, on hands, you know, it was so steep. We're pulling ourselves up with our hands and grabbing bushes and everything else. Well, we um, got up to the top eventually and then had to be airlifted out because we had smoke inhalation people were injured and that kind of thing i wrote this up for a newspaper here in anchorage and it won an award it won a um a uh, uh alaska press club award and wow. so one of the judges says hey you know why don't you write this into a novel and i was like oh so that's kind of what gave birth to alaska spark and i i did use that only I, I made it a lot worse in the novel because we can and <laughs> you know, fiction, fiction. And so, yeah, um, that was, that was scary. It, it really was. And that was one of the reasons why I, I went, you know what, I think I'm gonna, cause I had my second child and I thought, you know, I don't, I, I just don't want to leave my daughters without a mom if if i have another situation like that so mm -hmm. yeah right well since you mentioned um alaska spark being your first book and i think that i read that you were doing writing off and on when you were in your career so tell me yeah. the off and on writing while you were firefighting and how it changed when you hung up the firefighting tell me the degree of changes that happen in that. Okay. Um, what I did do at, at, on the advice of my husband um, was keep a journal. 
Um, I did that when I could. Um, I would take a little notebook with me and, and shove it in my fire pack. And then sometimes at night, we had all night uh, um, daylight up here in Alaska. So it kind of gets to be twilighty uh, in June, July, and August. So I would, you know, I, I would be tired and everything, but I'd lay there at night in my tent and I'd try to scribble down what I experienced that day. Um, sometimes I'd fall asleep drooling on my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're so tired. No. But anyway, yeah, I did. I, I kept a journal, but, you know, and then um, I don't want to give away how old I am, but um, computers came into my life in the mid-90s. And so I started banging out little daily journals on um on those and uh you know when you work on a computer all day the last thing i wanted to do is come home at night do the same thing so i didn't uh -huh. write that much you know i bit the journals i did so right. and then you know i threw them in a drawer and when i was done with my day job i hauled them all back out and i went oh my gosh i forgot about all this stuff you know uh -huh. so i think when you go back and read your experiences you wrote down your memory just everything comes flooding back to you and you can you can put yourself back in that moment and that's what i like about journaling and i think right. it's really important you know for people to do that so how much of that um your journaling found its way into the books all of it a percentage give me an odds on that I'd say about uh, maybe 40% because 40%. It, it would trigger, yeah, it would trigger other events that happened. Um, uh, like one time we were up at Fort Yukon and it was 95 degrees and I'm like, wait a minute, where am I? Where am I? Is this Alaska? <laughs> it, it does. It gets hot up there sometimes. Right. And so we were loading, um, we were helping load some um, cargo into a, a little airplane and I thought I was going to pass out. Well, then we went um, back to the fire station. It was 4th of July and they wanted me to put on the Smokey the Bear suit for a parade. And I'm like, dude, it's 95 out. I can't, you know, have you ever seen the Smokey the Bear suit? It's, it's like all bulky and furry and kind mm -hmm. of clunky. So <laughs> I put that thing on it. Um, I, I, I literally fainted inside that suit and I kept asking for water and there was this guy, you know, when you're a female in fire, you don't always have males that like that. And oh, I know that yeah. sounds weird, but especially back then. Um, so this guy was kind of not in my corner so much. And so he, <laughs> he, 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 I'm like, I need water. I need water. I'll go suck it up. You're a firefighter. And so I put all that in the book because I, you know, for one thing, it was kind of funny. I wrote it funny, even though at the right. time it kind of funny, but not really funny. But anyway, it's funny like after funny. it's funny after the emergency of it's over. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah, and who was going to believe you'd get heat stroke in the middle of freaking Alaska in a Smokey the Bear suit? You know, that's something that might happen in Arizona or in the tropics or something. Right. Right. I hear you on that. So let's talk about your newest, uh, Jealousy, a femme fatale series. Let's talk about this first in the series. And I, I think I'm right. This is the first one, Jealousy? It's my first one. Although what okay. happened was 
oh, this was so much fun. I just love this. Um, I went to a 20 books conference in Vegas a couple years back, and I met this lady who um, said, I'm doing a multi-author collaboration on a new series, and they're femme fatale assassins. Would you like to do this? Because I was already in romantic suspense, and I thought, hmm, that sounds fun. So <laughs> I, I said, sure. So there are six of us, and uh, Terry Wells Brown was the person who thought this up, and she um the first one she put out was vanity and then we all had uh one month release dates and then mine was i think number four or five four the fourth or fifth one and okay. so i never done that before i never written you know an assassin i love the movies i mean i'd love to watch salt and oh gosh there's a whole no, bunch of i like i like salt myself <laughs> very good movie yeah. Oh, gosh. And there's others that I think I watched like 20 of them with female assassins before I started writing this book, just to get into the jargon, the vernacular, the, you know, that kind of thing. And then I had just gone to Ireland before COVID. And I thought, where better to set a to um, to set a, a femme fatale than there, because we each got to set our own characters up within the shared universe mm -hmm. of the Sisters of Sin. So I put mine in Ireland and, and had her um, travel over to Rome to participate with the Sisters of Sin organization. Oh, my gosh. It was just so much fun to write that thing. <laughs> it really was. It, so it sounds. Would you think that you would do something similar again? You know, it was really fun to do that. But a lot of my readers that were, had read the hero protectors in my fire books weren't they're not that much they didn't want to cross over them i had several crossovers but not as much as i thought it would right which leads to the dilemma of oh maybe i should have done another pen name um mm. so yeah you learn these lessons later on <laughs> trust me yeah i know i know <laughs> i trust me i have I have 12 books to my own name. Trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah, why do we look so hard? It's like, this this stuff? And we're like, oh, don't cross over. No, oh. don't do it. But you know what? <laughs> it, sometimes, sometimes you just have that story within you and it has to come out. And even yes. though you may appreciate and maybe the readers didn't, it's still an extremely exhilarating and fun experience to go out of your norm and try something totally different. I think it inspires you more, you know? I do too. And you know, I had to do a ton of research for it because, okay, now don't laugh. I mean, I know I'm an Alaskan grip and everything, but uh -huh. I still didn't know the difference between a pistol and a revolver. Hello. <laughs> so I'm like, my husband is just, he would slap his, his, his forehead and go, oh my God, oh my God, you should know this. You know, it's basics. I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, I did, you know, and then, yeah, and I, I just, but you know, what was fun though, is like you say, it gets you out of your comfort level, you yeah. stretch and you learn and you prove to yourself, yes, I can write this. I can do this, you know, and it's just a wonderful feeling. Right. So as an Alaskan author, explain to me the influence that 
just being where you are has had on your books, especially with the Alaskan titles like Alaskan Blaze and Alaskan Spark. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, I fell in love with this place before I ever got here back in the eighth grade when I saw Alaska Magazine on our coffee table. And so for <laughs> me, it was like, well, next logical step up from Montana. Um, I don't know. It it was just one of those romantic places that you, I always wanted to go to for adventure and all this stuff. And I'd re read all the Jack London books and Robert Service and all that kind of stuff. So I got up here and I got into the whole, I mean, I just fell in love with this place. It's for, well, for one thing, the scenery, you know, everywhere you turn, there's these gigantic mountains. And every, I'd always have to remind myself, look up, look up, because in Montana, ours, they're tall, but they're not that tall, not compared mm -hmm. to these things. But I was always going, oh, yeah, they're... And um, the first time I saw Denali, I think I just crumpled into a heap crying because I'm like, oh, my God, look at this mountain, you know, <laughs> so cool. But there's, right. there's just some romantic, um, the, the whole romantic adventure thing up here was fun. I got into the dog mushing for a while. Not I didn't run dogs, but I helped others and I'd handle for the Iditarod and stuff like that. And then um, movies were shot up here and I was an actor with the community theater up here in Anchorage. And so I got in as an extra in some of those and they, um, they were romanticizing a lot of it, although they, all, some of those movies brought out the real dark foreboding aspects um, of Alaska, which there's a saying up here that Alaska will find 10 million ways to kill you in 10 minutes. So, oh, wow. You know, the elements are so stark and, yeah. um, well, and no. bears, I mean, bears has to be oh. a big part of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a she shed. That's where I work from, and I can only imagine if we had bears. <laughs> oh my gosh, going from the house to go. Nope, that's it. No more podcasts. <laughs> no, right? Well, you know, you're not the only ones because sometimes I see the 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 um the most aggressive bears in California up there in Big Bear mm. and all that, and I'm and how they break into the cabins and everything, and I'm like, oh, oh. Wow. but I did have a brown bear tried to get into our bedroom one time he came up on the deck and I couldn't figure out why is a brown bear up there well my daughter had put a bunch of salmon in a cooler on one end of our deck and she didn't tell me and oh. so it was rotting in the cooler oh man oh, gosh. I'm like, why is this brown bear trying to get into my bedroom oh. I don't know. My, I have, we have family that moved to, um, I think, I think Colorado and they are on the back of the reserve. I hope I'm correct on that. And they took pictures of grizzlies and I was like, nope, that's it. Nope. Uh -uh, I never visited. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. So with one minute left on our clock, um, and I'm going to stop it because it will buzz. So tell me what's coming for you for 2023 since we're still relatively new into this year tell me what's coming for you, you already tried something a little out of your realm what's coming next for you as far as your writing career well uh last year i set out a goal to become a hybrid author and so i started querying traditional publishers 
and um, the Wild Rose Press took two of my books, and I nice. and with my acting experience, I did the romantic comedy. So I wanted to try that, and it turns out I just love romantic comedies. I just they're happy, they're fun, they're light. They're for me, they're easy to write because it's um, I did so much theater, comedy theater. It's like falling off a log. So more of those are coming out. I have Irish Thunder coming out with Wild Rose Press this year. Um, and then, of course, Alaska Blaze and Alaska Firestorm on the indie side of the house. So, yeah, I've got that happening. I probably won't be doing any more anthologies, though, because I want to focus on my own books. So there's right. that. <laughs> right. Well, you were an absolute delight, Lolo. I've so enjoyed having you on the program tonight. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy. Oh, you're that... welcome. Yeah, it's fun to do this. Well, wonderful. Come back anytime. We'd love to have you. I want to thank okay. you for coming in. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming in. Thank you to our listeners. Guys, we have done, this is our 79th podcast, and we have been downloaded over, I can't even give you the exact figure. I would have to look, but I know it is over 1.8K. So I want to thank you guys so freaking much. That just warms my heart to know that you are downloading each and every episode. So thank you very much. Until next time, bye-bye for now.